0: Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Man, what a crazy week. I mean, from Deshaun Watson to Zeke getting back into it, from all the trades going on on Tuesday, Monday night. Man, like, this has been one hell of a week. So, I think the last time I recorded was right up until the trade deadline on Tuesday, but one that we heard... After the trade deadline was finished, was Kelvin Benjamin being traded to the Bills, which was a, a big move uh, by both teams. Uh, the Panthers claimed that they wanted to stop having teams stack the box, and you know, between the similar skill sets of Benjamin and Funches, they kind of wanted you know one of those skill sets on one side, and maybe uh, a speedster or somebody you know who can run you know some more some different types of routes on the other side to kind of switch things up, uh, you know, so they want to run the ball, uh, they want to stretch the field, and, you know, they want to make things a little easier uh, for Cam and the rest of this offense. So, super interesting. So, <clears throat> as far as the Panther side goes, this obviously benefits Devin Funchess. Um, You know, he's now the number one receiver. And, you know, he was getting volume uh, over the past few weeks, and he wasn't doing much with it, even in great matchups. Um, but you know, now he is gonna get a lot of targets and, you know, that volume isn't gonna go down once Greg Olson comes back. There was that narrative that, you know, now that Greg, you know, once Greg Olson left, there there was a void uh as far as who was going to get those targets and that was Devin Funches. And when Greg Olson comes back, you know, Devin Funches might revert back to, you know, three, four, five targets a game instead of, you know, the, the eight, nine, ten targets that he's getting right now. Uh but you know that will probably stay consistent, and he might even see 10-plus targets a game if you know that's possible. Now, there are, are other guys. There's Greg Olson coming back. Uh, you have, obviously, Christian McCaffrey could see some of that as well. The speedster that will probably start on the other side opposite Devin Funchess uh, will probably be Curtis Samuel, who is the rookie uh, that came out. I think they drafted him in the second round. So he's supposed to be the guy who stretches the field, Um, you know, and then you also have Russell Shepard, you know, who will probably stay in that slot role. Uh, But, you know, I think when Greg Olson comes back, they did talk about uh, going into two tight end sets more often. So you're going to see Ed Dixon and Greg Olson on the field at the same time. They're going to try to run the ball. Um, You know, we've seen them not being successful doing that this year. Uh, But, you know, that's what they're going to. That's what they say. So very interesting move. Um, You know, I get it as far as having similar skill sets, uh, on the outside, but you know that I I, I understand. Um, as far as the Bills go, you know they're getting a good wide receiver. This is definitely an upgrade for Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know he looked you know he looked good last night. Uh, the Jets were all over him though, but uh, I think Kelvin Benjamin coming in, he becomes the clear number one wide receiver. Uh, Tyrod, you know he has a, somebody that he could throw to in the red zone. So you know we'll see how that shakes out. He didn't play last night, obviously, but you know expect I expect to him to start getting into things uh, as soon as next week. At least he has you know this you know a little bit more than a week to kind of get prepared uh, for that next game. Okay, so the other you know big piece of news is obviously Zeke. Uh, You know he is back this week. Um, He was granted a another stay. um, You know until this appeal sorts out. And that's going to happen next week. Um, And that will probably be the final one, of whether he gets to play this, you know, keep keep playing this year or not, or whether he'll be suspended six games. So he's going to play this week against the Chiefs. And, you know, if you have Darren McFadden, uh, if you have Alfred Morris, I would still hold on to them because he could get suspended next week. And then you have them through six weeks. So I wouldn't get rid of them just yet. Um, So this week, Zeke has a really good matchup against the Chiefs. They've been allowing a lot of yards on the ground, a lot of yards uh, per carry. So Zeke should find success this week. Uh, for me, I know it's, for me it's good in one league. I have a ton of players on buy, on buys. I have Antonio Brown, I think, Jordan Howard, Adam Thielen, Gronk, all on buy, uh, and then I had Zeke out with that suspension. So I'm getting him back this week. You know, hey, the first goal is to make it to the playoffs, so uh, that's the goal. So I have a much better chance of winning my week this week than I did without him. Uh, so yeah, so let's go ahead and get into uh, who we're gonna start this week. I'm gonna go into starts, desperate starts, temporal expectations, and sits, just like I did the past few weeks. Um, oh, gotta touch on Deshaun Watson. I mean, I, you know, I was I was preparing for this, and I got the news right while I was doing that. You know, yesterday uh, around five o'clock, and uh, Eastern time, and and, and I just back and forth and and Baldwin wasn't nearly as involved as he could have been in that game you know it, it felt like you know a game of monkey in the middle where Baldwin couldn't get out of the middle and <laughs> couldn't get a hold of the ball and like he was keep like turning back and forth that's how owners felt last week um but I think this week that should change a little bit Washington you know they, they're really good on the perimeter uh but they've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year Um, And and they've done particularly bad over the last four weeks, and they've allowed the most uh, fantasy points of slot receivers in the last four weeks. So um, Baldwin, he plays almost exclusively in the slot about 70% of the time. And Lockett, he plays in one of the slot positions on 58% of his snaps. So Russell Wilson Wilson should take advantage of the Redskins um, since they have pretty good defense on the perimeter. So, you know, I, I would have Doug Baldwin in my lineup. I think, um, you know, on paper, the Redskins are a bad defense. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Redskins are a good passing defense. So, you know, he might be a nice DFS flyer to be a little bit contrarian on. Uh, I kind of like him and Tyler Lockett in this matchup. Okay, um, Tyreek Hill, I think he has a good shot to beat the Cowboys defense over the top at some point on Sunday in what should be a shootout. Uh, Vegas has this as the highest total of the week as a pick 'em, and that's the type of line you want to attack. Uh, you know, to help you decide between a couple of players that you're trying to choose, you know, between who to start. I think, you know, Hill, he lines up all over the formation, and the Cowboys are very vulnerable to the pass, especially to wide receivers on the outside, where he lines up 62% of the time. So, you know, Hill, he has been very boom-bust this season. It feels like every other game for him, so he's due this week. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I think I would have uh, confidence, uh, you know, having him in my lineup this week it's always good when he has a good matchup because he usually he usually performs in them okay joe mixon he couldn't get done on he couldn't get it done on the ground last week but he saved your fantasy day with his involvement in the passing game excuse me the jaguars secondary is not one to mess with so i think the bengals need to try and win on the ground yet again i know i I said this last week too maybe the week before as well but the jaguars they allow 5.2 yards per carry uh they uh they allow 138.6 rushing yards per game. Um, both of those numbers are by far the highest in the league. So I think with some volume, Mixon should be in for a nice day as long as the Bengals stick with the game plan. Now they did get Marcel Darius, um, you know, in order for them to try to continue to stop the run. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna still play Mixon because I gotta see it first before I believe it. I don't think he just one player is gonna come in and you know totally change switch things up. So you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Okay, uh moving on to Adrian Peterson. I think as long as this game is close uh, between the Cardinals and 49ers, I think, you know, I, the Cardinals are probably going to have this in hand, but at the same time it, you know, I think I don't think the 49ers are going to completely outscore the Cardinals. So, I think Peterson should get a ton of volume in this game. I don't, you know, the only games where I wouldn't be comfortable starting Peterson, you know, are in games where I think the Cardinals can get into a hole, which shouldn't be, you know, this week, you know, against the 49ers. So, I think the team is going to lean on Peterson while Stanton is in at QB. I don't think there's any, any any doubt with that. They want a high standard as much as possible. So, you know, I think they're just going to try to feed him as much as possible. Okay, I'm going to move on into the desperate start section. I'm going to start with Cooper Cup. So, Dominic Rodgers-Camardi can move to the outside to cover Sammy Watkins. It's possible. He hasn't done it much this year. Uh, he's stayed in the slot for the most part. Uh, Ross Cockrell, you know, he's either going to play outside where Janoris Jenkins uh, usually lines up uh, I mean, Janoris Jenkins usually shadows the best receiver, um, so it's possible that Ross Cockrell just moves to one side, uh, or Ross Cockrell might move to the slot if DRC, DRC goes to the outside, so we're not sure what's going to happen, but, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, if you're desperate at wide receiver, he's not a bad play, and the Giants have given up points to the slot receiver, um... You know, he's a bit sneaky, I think, because uh, I think the matchup on paper, you know, the matchup on paper isn't bad, actually, uh, but DRC is a good res- good corner, good slot corner, and if he covers uh, Cooper Cup exclusively, it might be a problem. However, you know, I think the Giants have struggled to cover the middle of the field, you know, at the second level, um, so I think he is an okay start this week. Okay, Brandon Coleman. Uh, you're praying for a touchdown with Coleman. Uh, I think in good matchups, though, in the slot, like he's got it done for the most part this year, as far as you know, getting a touchdown, like getting one catch for a touchdown. Uh, the Bucks, they've been playing really bad against the position. Uh, they give up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. I think him and Breeze are just straight up BFF. So you know, if Breeze should, you know, if just. You know, I was just on full tilt the rest of the night, at least until the Jets game. You know, I'm a Jets fan, so I was kind of hyped for that game. Uh, glad they pulled out the victory, but you know, I, you know, I had to, this team that I'm talking to, that, I, that I just talked about uh, with all those guys on by, Deshaun Watson was also on that team, so I had a pretty, pretty good solid team there. Uh, and and you know, that's that's at the at, you know when you look at it uh, from a bigger perspective, you know, that's not a big deal. But you know, I feel bad for the kid, like Deshaun Watson. You know, he was doing magic, you know, he was doing some real big things on the field. He was making history, uh, you know, and, you know, he was doing great things for the NFL. I mean, you know, it would have been great to see him keep doing what he was doing. He went to Seattle last week. You know, this is, you know, this it's a career-defining week that he just had. And then just coming off of that, he, he tears his ACL. Uh, in practice, non-contact injury, uh, just was running a routine play. Uh, you know, it just, it really sucks for him, for the team. Uh, And, you know, I hope he comes back, makes a a speedy recovery and a strong recovery. He did tear his left ACL uh, back in college a couple years ago, came back from that. So, you know, I'm hoping he can do it again. Uh, He should. I mean, uh, I've been reading a little bit, and it seems like he would probably miss a lot of training camp next year. uh, But it's possible that he'll make it back for the regular season. Uh, So, you know, I I hope that happens. I hope he comes back strong. I hope he's the same guy. And, uh, yeah. That said, I just wanted to touch on that. It sucks. I mean, obviously, Will Fuller, you know, the value basically goes down to zero now. Uh, You know, not not absolute zero, but I'm not starting him uh, right now until I see something out of Tom Savage. Um, You know, DeAndre Hopkins obviously takes a huge hit, but but I think he'll still get some targets. So he's very startable still. Just obviously he's not going to be that, you know, high-end wide receiver one that you were used to starting over the past couple weeks. Uh, But, yeah sucks uh lamar miller too uh, you know he takes a big hit obviously he's probably going to get a little bit more volume but at the same time uh you know he's not going to be on as good of an offense so he, those touchdowns will come down okay uh so let's get into it so i'm going to go into the starts uh i'm going to start with devin funchess you know he's he's the he's a new number one <clears throat> excuse me wide receiver in Carolina. Uh, he's going to get a large target share. He's going to continue to do that, and that was scheduled to end once Greg Olsen come, comes back from injury. But now, you know, I think Olsen coming back should have helped Funchess avoid the majority of attention. Uh, and, you know, Funches to me, he doesn't seem like an ideal number one wide receiver. Um, this team might not need a guy like that, but, you know, if he's going to get, continue to get targets, we have to start him every single week. If he continues to stay on the right side of the field, which he's doing now, He has a good matchup yet again. Um, And like I said before, he hasn't really produced in good matchups over the past few weeks, even with volume. Um, So, you know, why am I recommending to start him? Because here's the thing, you know, there's, you know, if, if Kelvin Benjamin isn't there anymore, you just can't sit him. He's going to get volume and you have to follow the volume. You can't follow production, you know, and as for the good matchup in the last four games, the Falcons have given up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the right side of the field. Um, And that's where Funches lines up 48% of the time. Um, He also lines up in the slot on a quarter of his snaps this year. uh, And the Falcons are very vulnerable there. They've given up the six most fantasy points all year. So um, he's he's a start, and and I wouldn't recommend having him on your bench. Uh, Demarius Thomas. The offense is struggling. Um, I think the quarterback change is going to switch things up a bit, although it really doesn't get much better with Brock Osweiler. We've seen him get the ball to DT somewhat successfully in the past, Um, and and he better do it in this matchup, because this matchup is great for Thomas. Um, He's been lining up on the left side of the field 53% of the time, and that's where Rasul Douglas um, has been lining up, and he's been giving up the second most fantasy points this year to wide receivers lining up on that side of the field. So I'm hoping that they really can take advantage of this matchup. Um, I'm much more comfortable starting Thomas in a full PPR league he hasn't found the red, you know, the end zone in a while. Um, will he find it this week? I don't know. Uh, but I could imagine that Denver will be in a competitive game or trying to catch up uh, you know, to the Eagles this week. Okay, Golden Tate. Um, he's probably not completely 100%, uh, but he did just fine last week against a really good Pittsburgh secondary. Green Bay he has particularly been bad against the slot this year, and it's a matchup that Tate can definitely take advantage of. Uh, Demaryius Randall has been playing the slot more recently since Devon House came back and I think Tate has the upper hand in this matchup okay Doug Baldwin Tyler Lockett um I think Doug Baldwin owners couldn't even enjoy that amazing game last week you know uh Seahawks and Texans it was so much. Breeze sees that he has a good matchup he should take advantage of him near the red zone okay uh Ted Ginn, same team. So if Brent Grimes is out in this game, which looks like he is, I think he was declared out this morning. I think I'm definitely throwing Ginn in there. Uh, the Bucks, you know, they've been getting better on that side of the field, but without Grimes, it'll be tough to keep Ginn in check, I think. Um, the Bucks are okay against the run, so I do expect Breeze to have to air it out a bit more than he had to do this season. Uh, so, you know, Ginn has been getting it done, you know, over the last, you know, four out of five games, so I'm okay putting him in my lineup this week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, you know, this week, honestly, he would normally be in my sit section, but, you know, if you're desperate, who are you going to play over him? You know, that's always the question. Um, he's obviously a boom-bust play, and he been, he's he been busting a lot lately, um, but he's well, you know, he's done well in this matchup over his career for the most part. Um, you know, he'll have a particularly good matchup when he lines up in the slot against Kareem Jackson. Um, he does that about 40% of, the, of his time, so... Like I said, I'm not going to sit him for, you know, other desperate starts. But, you know, if he does well in this game, I'm trying to ship him off for some every week value. If you started him and he does well, his value goes up even more just because, you know, the other owner knew you had the confidence in starting him last week. So, you know, it's just a thought. I mean, I don't you know. That's not the reason why I'm going to start somebody, but it doesn't hurt. OK, Nelson Aguilar. Chris Harris is a great nickel corner, so Aguilar, you know, has a tough matchup on paper, and I would avoid it if I can. Uh, but, the, you know, depending on the Broncos' coverage, um, you know, receivers have been able to do work in the slot. The Broncos, they've given up the 13th most fantasy points to slot receivers over the entire year, uh, but have been getting better over the last four games. He's a bit of a dart throw, but he's a good dart throw. Um, the Broncos aren't as good as covering the middle of the field, at the second level as they are on the perimeter so i'm okay throwing aguilar in there you know with all these bye weeks this week okay jeremy uh jeremy macklin uh he's back um and i think he's someone that joe flacco has been looking towards when he's on the field you know the titans they've been horrendous against wide receivers this year um they haven't been gi- given up big plays which is why i'm not really feeling mike wallace as wallace as much this week and You know, Michael Wallace was added to the injury report on Friday with a back injury, which is never a good sign. And if he doesn't play, I think Macklin gets an even bigger bump. Um, Macklin, you know, he's someone who can find a, you know, who can find space uh, in the zone. And Flacco should be able to hit him, uh, you know, in different spots in that zone coverage. The Titans, their ninth overall against slot receivers. um, But that number would be way higher if they didn't just play three out of the four teams. You know, just these past four weeks that don't have a prominent slot wide receiver, you know, in Cleveland, Indianapolis, Miami, and Houston. And you know, there was one team in there that do does have a slot receiver, and Jarvis landry did have a good day against them. Um, they're just not good. Okay, John Brown, um, this is definitely a bit of a dart thrower. And yes, you know, John Brown, he's a very talented receiver. Uh, we've seen that Drew Stanton is able to send the ball his way in that preseason uh, game uh, with some success. Uh, now, I would normally not be talking about John Brown with Stanton at QB, but they are playing the 49ers this week. Brown he moves around a bunch, um, and you know he can beat the 49ers on the perimeter. They just traded away Rashad Robinson to the Jets, which leaves Akello Witherspoon on the outside. Who? Akello Witherspoon. So. They were already giving up a ton of fantasy points to that side of the field. Uh, Bruce Arians wants the ball in the most talented player's hands, and Brown is that guy outside Larry Fitzgerald who, you know, like I said, has a bit of a tough matchup this week in the slot. So uh, I don't love Larry Fitzgerald, but, you know, John Brown might be a nice dart throw this week. Okay, Alan Hearns, and this is if Marquise Lee sits. Um you know, Lee had, you know, he didn't, he wasn't in practice and he doesn't, it doesn't look like a good sign that he's going to play this week. The Bengals, there are a tough matchup, no doubt. Um, But if Lee sits, I think Hearns can take advantage of his matchup in the slot that isn't quite as good as the Bengals are on the perimeter. Uh, They've done a pretty good job all year in the slot, um, you know, but they've been particularly bad over the last four games, giving up the fourth most fantasy points uh, to slot receivers. Hearns, you know, he also has that speed to take the top off of this slower secondary. So his skill set is also a little bit of a plus as well. The Bengals, the, you know, they're, as a whole, they're pretty good. So not, I'm not as confident in him this week. But like I said, if Lee's out, he's going to get the volume, uh, which is, you know, which is all I really need to have him in my lineup. Okay, uh, Russell Shepard in PPR. He's a dart throw as well. Uh, there are targets to go around after that Calvin Benjamin trade. So, you know, he was playing the slot, and I'm assuming he's going to stay there while, while Curtis Samuel goes on the outside. So, you know, I think he's a veteran who can get some volume and produce in a PPR setting for a decent floor. Okay, uh, Kenny Galladay is probably out this week again. So TJ Jones is a guy um, I kind of like this week. You know, you know, TJ Jones, you know, he had some volume over the last two weeks, but, you know, we have to keep in mind when we look at those numbers that the Lions were fighting from behind in both games, so there was extra volume to go around. All three of the receivers had eight plus targets against the Steelers, which is less likely to happen against a Brett a Hundley-led Packers offense. The Packers are vulnerable on that side of the field. You know, they've allowed the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers this season on that side of the field, um, and then the fourth most over the past four games. So, you know, there could be some deep shots involved, some red zone opportunities, and the Lions need uh, somebody on that side of the field to step up, like T.J. Jones has been doing. Okay. Okay. I was going to talk about Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden this week, but Zeke is playing, so I'm not playing either of those guys. A couple guys we need to temper our expectations on, A.J. Green. Uh, I'm not sitting Green, uh, but this matchup is rough. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Bouye, the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Uh, The Jaguars, they've allowed the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. You know, although both Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins had a decent fantasy day against them. Uh, So, you know, the superstars can do it, which is why you leave Green in your lineup. Larry Fitzgerald, we already needed to temper expectations once Carson Palmer went down. But Fitzgerald, you know, this is a 49ers, but he actually has a tough matchup in the slot. They have been vulnerable on the perimeter, but they've allowed the seventh least fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. Um, I'm still starting Larry, but understand that not playing much on the outside, combined with Drew Stanton, you know, it might not might not lead to a nice outing on Sunday, to be honest. Okay, Emmanuel Sanders he is expected to play this week, but Brock Osweiler is taking the field for the Broncos. Um, you know, and the offense as a whole will not have as much potential. And Osweiler he favors Demarius Thomas, and we've seen that in the past. Uh, the Eagles have done a much better job on the side on the side of the field that Emmanuel Sanders spends a majority of his time on, uh, giving up the 24th most fantasy points uh, to wide receivers in the last four games. So if Sanders truly had a high ankle sprain, I wish they just kept him out a little bit longer to truly heal and recover. Okay, Jordy Nelson, Devonta Adams. I kind of I don't even want to play these guys to be honest. Um, they're really close to being sits for me, but you know there, they might there might have been some revelation during the Packers bye week in order for me to get on board with this passing game under Brett Hundley. You know one of these two receivers are going to be shadowed by Darius Slay, uh, and if Hundley is forced to throw in the other direction you know it's easy pickings for a team who has been turning the ball over all year you know if they can figure out that hey he's not he's not throwing a slate so you know if you have to start them because of who you think they are um, as far as name value go for it uh, but i'm personally looking for other options and you know if i honestly knew who slay was going to shadow that's one thing then i could have more confidence in the other guy but i don't know who he's going to shadow um, a lot of corners ha- a lot of shadow corners have been shadowing devante adams but you know, maybe they think that is going to favor Jordan Nelson, so that's that. That's where he would go. So we we have no idea. Okay, Sterling Shepard, you know, uh, he's going to be great rest of the season as the number one wide receiver in the Giants offense, and usually he would be a start for me, but he has a tough matchup this week. The Rams, they've defended the slot pretty well this year, giving up the eighth least fantasy points, and only giving up the third least in the last four games. Um... But, you know, Shepard, he's going to get volume, and I'm more than okay starting him in PPR leagues. I just have the expectation that he won't have a monster game this week. All right, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I'm going to go into guys who I want to sit this week. Alshon Jeffrey's the first guy. You know, If, you, if you've been keeping up at all, I'm not a fan of Alshon Jeffrey this year. The volume just isn't there. Uh, he's only caught more than four passes once this year. Um, doesn't really sound like a number one wide receiver to me. So, And he's going up against the Broncos now on the perimeter. No thank you. Uh, Corey Davis, Rashard Matthews. You know, I'm really excited for Davis to be back, but this is just a tough spot for him this week. He's coming off an injury, uh, playing against a Ravens secondary who has allowed the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers who would line up on his side of the field. Um, Rashard Matthews, you know, he doesn't have it much better as the Ravens have allowed the eighth least fantasy points on his side. The Titans, they're going to have to find a way to win this game on the ground. And I don't expect either of these guys to come out of this game with a great fantasy game or even a good one, really. Uh, so not expecting too much. I'd rather find other options and better matchups. Okay, uh, Wolf Fuller, I'm not starting him this week. Um, you know, I don't think I can play him with Tom Savage as the quarterback. You know, I'm going to play DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, with tempered expectations. But Wolf Fuller was a, just a compliment to Deshaun Watson's skill set. Uh, and I had to see it to believe it with him. So since the volume wasn't there for him, he wasn't that type of receiver, uh, I'm going to have to see it with Savage first before I put him in my lineup. I'm trying to look for another option outside of Wolf Fuller this week. Uh, and that's really all I had. I had a couple of players that I was planning on talking about, but situations have changed uh, You know, over the course of the week. It's, so much is happening. So that's all I had this week. Uh, you know, I am on Twitter at Faraz Siddiqui, F-A-R-A-Z-S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. Uh, we're on Instagram at Upper Hand Fantasy. You can catch me over there at any time. DM me. Hit me up. Uh, let me know what you want to hear. Let me know uh, what you think of the podcast. Uh, and, you know, ask me any questions if you need some start to sit decisions. That's cool, too. Um, UpperHandFantasy.com. You can check out all the articles that we write all all week long. Uh, and, yeah, have, you know, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games on Sunday and Monday night. I'll probably catch up with you guys on Monday I'm probably going to record a week nine review podcast on Monday, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Have a great weekend. Hope you guys win this week. See ya.